with the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Chicago Bears select, select. The Chicago Bears select, select. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Yes, we've had number one picks or first round picks that didn't work out, but the Bears this morning had the number one pick in this new era Chicago Bears cap. Number one pick in the draft. First time since 47. As you just said, and we've been saying all morning, it is a new era of Bears football. Now again, we are celebrating being the worst team in the NFL. Just as you drink your morning coffee, just think about that. You don't ever want to be in this position again. But since you were going down this path, you have executed without fault to this point. You didn't overpay the linebacker that you didn't feel you wanted to give a $21 million a year deal. Mm -hmm. You traded a 32-year-old defensive end slash linebacker in Khalil Mack. Took the dead cap hit all this year. Off your books. Robert Quinn, out. Now, what do you do with all the draft capital you have? What do you do with $120 million in cap space, double anyone else in the league, and you take every phone call that comes your way? Whether they want Justin Fields, whether they want anybody on your roster. Let's not forget, as somebody tweeted at us, Wayne Gretzky got traded. The greatest team sport athlete maybe ever. So if those calls can be made, you have to listen. That said, I'm hoping Justin's our guy. Every situation is different. Not saying that he's untradeable. I want to make sure that's clear too. People hear what they want to hear, but I'll just say it. And then for some, it'll resonate, and some, they'll say what they want to say. I, I couldn't care less. What I'm saying is, is that for me, Justin Fields is a guy. It doesn't make him untradeable. What I'm saying is, is that if you already have a genuine article, if you have someone you say, you know what, this guy has intangibles that I like, we could build around this, then that's what you do. So it's not about comparing him to the all-time greats that have been traded. That's that's not even that's a non-starter for me. It's not even the conversation. The conversation is is that if you believe in this young man, number one, a guy that is to could be changing the fortunes of the Bears, you build around him, offensive line. You build with him with weapons, and definitely the other side of the football, which we don't talk enough about. That was embarrassing. You think about it. You can't even have a on one hand. You can't come up with years in which the Bears were this bad. This bad defensively. And again, that comes down to not lack of weapons, but also just the unwillingness to be able to, to play hard. We've seen the, the Houston Texans defense play hard in a losing effort because they just didn't have enough talent or the team against them were more talented. Cap, when I see that the Bears finish with the fewest sacks in the league, that is the distinguishing characteristic of Bears football generationally. And that is they get to the quarterback. You might lose. But the Bears defense gets to the quarterback, and this was horrible. How many quarterback uniforms were clean this year because the Bears couldn't get home? A ton. Correct. Now, there were moments where, like when they had the lead over the Packers Mm -hmm. in the game here. Yes. I thought they were flying around to the football. They were playing hard. But you can't keep losing guys to injury, keep trading away good football players, Quinn and Roquan Smith, 
and then you lose Brisker and Gordon for multiple weeks with concussion. Jalen Johnson out, goes on the injured list. You kept losing players. You never called Akeem Hicks to see if he wanted to stay here. Again, I know he's older. He went somewhere to try and chase a ring, and his team's in the playoffs. All of that said, this is not... Well, we picked the number one guy, and we traded back, got a couple of really good picks, and boom, we're fixed. This is a big-time, big-time rebuild. You better hit on a lot of what you do. After three wins over 18 weeks, you better be able to hit on it. And again, $118 million or thereabouts that the Bears uh, have as far as free agency money is concerned, not including the incentives or future contracts, but there are some estimates out there that will be around 118, 120. The next highest team, the Falcons at 70 million, the Giants at 58.2, the Patriots at 54.2. So the Bears far and above the team in the National Football League with the most money to spend. But I think we also need to put a spotlight on Ryan Poles. Just like we evaluate Justin Fields, just like we evaluate uh, Ryan Poles, we have to look at this and say, okay, so how good will you be in the next few years? We laid it out to Courtney Cronin in our last segment, Cap. He didn't. It, at, there was conversation I think you and I had last July or August that if you are going to tank and reset this thing, maybe you should trade Roquan Smith or, and Robert Quinn. But they went into the, the midseason to do that. This is a poll's decision. We could have done it before the season started. He wasn't getting any type of offers from what we're hearing mm-hmm. that he was at all interested in. And so he did not make that deal then. He was able to get, what, a fourth-round pick from the Eagles? Yeah. So, I mean... I, I just all I know is the fact is is that Quinn and Smith were not trained to the middle of the season. Roquan Smith, we should have known from the beginning when Roquan's fielding his own offers, picking up the phone in the facility trying to make deals because he didn't have an agent. We said, "Uh oh, there's a problem." Because the thought was, is there a disconnect there? Does polls have a disconnect with players or just with Roquan Smith? They did what's right for Smith. Smith didn't want to be there anymore. They were not going to give him the offer that he was looking for, so they parted. That's okay. But now when it comes to evaluating talent, new talent, Cap, Valus Jones, if someone called this morning and said, I think he's overdrafted, I can't argue with that. Correct. He has to prove it. Now, he did have a really sweet end around yesterday, and he tightrope the sideline and scored, what, I don't know, 42-yard touchdown? I think it was 42 yards. Whatever it was. He's got great wheels. He is a rookie, but he's a 25-year-old rookie. So he's not going anywhere. They're not getting rid of him. They need more athletes, not less. So let's see what he can do. He's got an offseason to build up, prove himself. Next year, if it doesn't work out, you got real issues with that one. It's just... It's just part of the evaluation process, though, Cap, as we look at it, right? Like, you weren't winning games, but you just want to have someone spin out of this season where you say, hmm, Bayless Jones could be a guy next to Mooney. And just like, and again, it's just his first year, mm-hmm. but just the, the lack of uh, time he had on the field tells me, well, maybe in practice he wasn't very good. Or we can't line him up like the other wide receivers because maybe he's just a special teams ace. That's what I think he is. Same thing with Chase Claypool. Okay, so... When Claypool was healthy, how many targets did he get? Was there a disconnect between Fields and Claypool? Claypool was here, and you think about it, you traded the 32nd pick in the 2023 draft for, Trace, for Chase Claypool. A little underwhelming, quite frankly. So far, it's exceptionally underwhelming. Exceptionally. But again, we, what did I say to you last hour? 
I always wonder, why is Bill Belichick giving up on a guy? Why is Mike Tomlin giving up on a guy? Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin is not going to the playoffs. Again, he finished 9-8 and eight and found a way to do what he does because the standard is the standard. You traded a guy and said, yeah, get out. We're good. Out. And people lauded it like we got a number one receiver here. He couldn't crack the top three in Pittsburgh. What's that say? Right. Doesn't mean he's a bum. I'm going to make sure that's clear. We're just saying that it is did not get off to a good start for Claypool. And as we documented last last week, he doesn't like the idea that the team is accepting losing. Like, who are you, sir? The, the, the Mickey Montero of the Bears going yes. to tell, tell me uh, that other Bears players are accepting the losing. I know you came from the Steelers, but what are you doing about it? Correct. So let's see next year if he's going to be a difference maker. That's, that's the hope, right? Agreed. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Bears get the number one pick. What do you want them to do with that pick as we go to the phone lines? There he is, Tom in Oak Lawn on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Tom. Morning, guys. So What's up, Tommy? I know a lot of, I, I know a lot of people uh, at the beginning of the year, they were looking at the Philadelphia Eagles blueprint or the Miami Dolphins blueprint of we got to get an elite wide receiver in here to pair with, uh, with Fields. Why don't we look at the uh, Jacksonville Jaguar blueprint? Because they were pretty much in the same situation that the Bears are in right now last year. And then they, I mean, granted, they changed it around by getting a whole new head coach. But also, too, they didn't get elite, elite weapons around uh, Trevor Lawrence. They got better weapons. They got some guys, better offensive linemen to help protect them. But they didn't get elite guys. I mean, they didn't They didn't have any uh Pro Bowlers, yet they were able to turn it around and win their division. Now, I'm not saying that the Bears can turn it around one year and win their division because obviously the AFC South sucks, <laughs> but I can't see why we can't get marginally better weapons, especially if Justin Fields improves as a quarterback and improves as a passer, and we can't move from uh, three wins to six wins or three to seven. And I mean, and if they can't, then either Ryan Poles is not the evaluator that we all thought, or maybe Justin Fields didn't improve as the quarterback that we all hope and we all think that he would. So, well, that's that's fair, but I also want you to answer this question, Tom. What, what what's going on with Claypool? Uh, Claypool, go Irish. What, what's wrong with him, Mister Irish? Um, you tell me. <laughs> I, I right. don't know because he he showed he showed some. Uh, some spots like in a rook as a rookie for the Steelers, he made some plays. He was, I think, he scored like double digit touchdowns as a rookie with Roethlisberger. So I don't know if it's that. Maybe he just didn't have the connection with uh, Kenny Pickett. Maybe like he, maybe like he said, maybe he just you know butted heads with uh, Mike Tomlin regarding things. But I will say this: I do like the fact that he came out and he said that. Um, you know, he doesn't like the fact that everybody is just used to losing uh, in the locker room. Now, obviously, next year he's got to go out there and prove it, and he's got to play and such after you've already made that kind of, uh, you know, statement. But at least he's saying that, you know, we shouldn't be accepting just losing in the uh, in the locker room. That's that's fair to say. It just uh, Very fair. I'd like for him to be able to step up and do something while he's saying that. 
Correct. You know, and hopefully that will be the case next year because you paid a lot for him. Yeah. I mean, that's literally like the last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round that you gave up for a guy who's, as you put, I think the word you just used was underwhelming. It was so far. By the way, our guy, Albert Breer, who will be with us tomorrow, Mm -hmm. just reported the Raiders are actively, he said, unequivocally, it is a fact, Raiders are looking into signing Tom Brady. Sure. Okay. Let's go. That's fine. But the issue with the Raiders is not offense. Shay, would you? It's their defense has been bad for a while. It has been. Yeah, they got a lot of problems. Yeah, but defensively, they like. I, can I tell you too? I, the Brady, where's Brady going to go? I don't care. It's like I'm. I'm not that interested in it. He's going to go where he's going to go. This marathon of watching him talk to teams. I. I don't care. Yeah, his, I find his, it intriguing. His guy. He's single now. His guy. Yeah, because he left his team. <laughs> 332 ESPN is our phone number. Detroit guy rooting for the Patriots. He has some open phone lines for you. Want to get your thoughts on the Bears getting the number one pick. What do you think they should do with it? Just your overall thoughts now that you know that the Bears are the number one pick. We're talking about it on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. With the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black comes in for Greeny from 10 to 12, followed by Carmen Yurko from 12 to 2. Wallen Sylvie, Sylvie's back, 2 to 6. Tyler and Miller in for Black and Abdallah at 6. Ran into the national championship game as Georgia takes on TCU. Uh, local all day. And don't forget Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Watch all our shows. And thank you for keeping the conversation going on Twitch. Now, Quay Walker in the Packer game yesterday, Packers-Lions, it's all on the line. Lions is, are not going to the playoffs based on what happened yesterday, but Dan Campbell says, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to the playoffs, neither of them. Let's go. And now the Packers are not in the playoffs. But something interesting happened in that game yesterday. So Quay Walker is out on the field. A Lion player is down. Game's hanging in the balance now. And the trainer for the Lions runs out there and the assisted trainer. The one guy, I don't know, was the head or the assisted trainer. He doesn't shove him out of the way. He kind of tries to wedge himself in there to get to his injured player that's down. Quay Walker gives him, like, a really hard shove. Bam, 15 yards. You touched sideline personnel out on the field. You're ejected. Remember, they, they gave the penalty. 15 yards, Packer fans are going nuts, and then the official stops play because Terry McCauley said uh, he's supposed to get disqualified. Uh, Number whatever has been disqualified. Seven. Out. Number seven. He tweeted this this morning, 42 minutes ago. I want to apologize publicly about what happened Sunday night. I reacted off of my emotions again and take full responsibility uh, responsibility of making another stupid decision. Since then, I've questioned myself on why did I do what I did when the trainer was doing his job. I was wrong. There was nothing sweeter 
than watching that game last night knowing that if the Lions can get it done, Green Bay goes home. And Green Bay, in front of all their fans, got their ass beat in Lambeau. <laughs> Bye-bye! <laughs> that was me last night on social Phenomenal. media. Phenomenal. Loved it. The Packers are at home. Oh, and by the way, they just heard Jonathan Hood saying, Justin Fields is our guy. Their guy might be riding out of town. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Your thoughts on the Bears getting the number one pick? We go to George on the road on ESPN 1000. All right, George. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. So this is what I was thinking Ryan Pohl should do. Uh, I'd call Texans, and I'd say, guys, take the first overall pick. So now they're going to have the first and second. Give us your tenth. I want to 33rd pick and the 2024 first-round pick and the 2025 first-round pick. And then, obviously, Paul is going to maybe dangle one of those uh, future first-rounders to maybe get, like, a receiver, you know, a trade with, like, uh, Seattle for D.J. Metcalf or someone from Washington. What are your thoughts? Anything's on the table. Sure. Got Sonny Weaver on the line. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I like what George is saying Mm -hmm. because you're accumulating a bunch of draft capital. But if you're trading for 2024 and 2025 picks, they're not helping me in 2023. Mm-hmm. Now, it buys again, you time, though, right? It if does. you're the GM. If you're the GM, it buys you a lot of time. I think people want a faster turnaround than that. But he has, he has his chart. He's got to sit there with Ian Cunningham and his scouts and go, okay, we can draft Jonathan Hood here and put him at left tackle. And we can take this pick and do that. Or we're all in on Justin. We're going to get what we can get right now in this draft to help us. We don't care about future number ones. It's a lot to, to ponder there. Yeah, it's all about talent. And also it's about the other teams that you're going to face as well. We talked about the NFC North and how Detroit and Minnesota more than likely will be playoff teams again next year. And then we'll see what happens with Green Bay, whether or not Aaron Rodgers returns. But Courtney Cronin was the first to tweet out the 2023 opponents for the Bears at, at home. Lions, Packers, Vikings, of course. Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, Raiders, Cardinals. Away, it's the NFC North along with the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Saints, the Bucks, Commanders, and the Cleveland Browns. So... Again, we're not sure exactly who the Bears are going to get in free agency in the draft, but again, it's still a long climb to get to where you really want to be. Do you remember when we went through the schedule reveal? That's in May, right? Mm -hmm. We went through the schedule reveal, and there were so many callers saying, well, we'll win at the Giants, we'll win at the Jets, we'll win at Atlanta. You didn't win any of them. Yep. None. And the Lions have got to be the trendy pick next year to win the division. They're adding two more first-round picks to a team that won a bunch at the end and finished over 500. They are certainly where we would hope to be in the next couple of years. All right, let's go back to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-3776. Northside, here's Reggie on ESPN 1000. Hello, Reg. Reggie, turn that radio down, bud. All right. Got to turn the radios down, folks. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Here's Alex on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J. Hood. All right, Alex, how are you? I am great. How are you guys doing? All good. 
All right. Um, so I'm thinking since Love just got fired, maybe we should bring him in to be the DC. And he gave us a nice uh, favor, you know, so maybe he still loves Chicago a little bit. Lovey Smith, the Texans coach at one point yesterday, then fired late last night, was asked, why don't you lose on purpose so you can get the number one pick, Lovey said. All right, this is the option that I had. So you're saying, hey, guys, playing this last game, you know, all that you've been working for all your life, you play to win, forget that, lose the game on purpose. I think that would be a hard one to get by. They wouldn't expect me to say that. I didn't. What we work each week, our game plan has been – to win the game. It's kind of simple as that. And that's what we followed through on the day. So, I mean... I respect that. If, I mean, hey, he, you know what? He's strong to his convictions. He wants the, for the Texans to win the game. That's exactly what happened. If you want to tank the game, we know what that looks like. You're putting in special teams guys and have them be the starters. You get some guy at the scrap heap to be your quarterback and you lose the game. But they tried to win that ball game yesterday. They didn't have to, but they tried and they won. They executed. I respect that. His guys respect him. They play hard for him. And I just find it curious that the owner's pictured in the box. He's upset. It just, I find it curious that the, then why didn't you fire him before the game if you're worried that his guy, because his guys play hard for him. Yes. Fire him before the game and go, hey, popcorn vendor, you're coaching the team tomorrow. And under no circumstances are you to win that football game. Mm-hmm. Cully, Cornell, Lovey. And O'Brien. And O'Brien. Four in four years. See you later. Hmm. Interesting. That's a bad organization. Yes, it is. And then you mismanaged the whole Deshaun thing. You know, I know, there's, I know that's a precious job in the National Football League. I'll pass. Now, I'll get paid, but I want to be able to feel like I've been able to mold something into a winner. Give me the opportunity to do that. Correct. But when you are trigger happy and you want to fire coaches, for Lovey Smith, he's like, man, you know how much money I've accumulated over the years? You know how much money I have? Like, I don't need this job. I don't need this aggravation. I I find it curious that people are like, oh, we should thank him and make him the D.C. First of all, I don't think the Bears are going to fire their D.C., but maybe they will. No, Lovey's going to be 65. Why does he... all the money that guy's made, why does he want to come here and do that? He doesn't. Well, no, it just the, the fact is, is that Lovey Smith is not going to just jag games just because the owner wants him to. Correct. It's just like, how much money I made? I don't need this job. Like, for him, he'll find his way back in the National Football League as a coordinator. They'll fire the head coach. You're like, Lovey, you got experience. Get in there. He'll do it again <laughs> someplace. I mean, he's a quality <laughs> human being. Right. He is a good, solid football mind. Any organization is better because they have Lovey Smith. Do I want him as my head coach? I don't. That said, I thought his guys showed you what they think of him yesterday as hard as they played the last several weeks. Should have beat Dallas. Who did they upset? They, I mean, obviously yesterday they had another win in mm-hmm. there. They battled, man. They almost beat the Chiefs. That's the other game I was thinking of. So we're talking to you about the Bears. It is a new era for the Chicago Bears. We're talking to you about it. 312-332-3776. You know what we haven't heard from? We haven't heard from Matt Eberflus. Haven't heard from him today. We've not. We've been so busy trying to figure out what the Bears are going to do now that they have this gold. Right? For those that are listening to the show, it's like, the number one pick doesn't matter. Number one pick doesn't matter. So the ability to get the best available in the draft doesn't matter. I will never, ever 
be able to to flip a switch on something that's been a tradition in the National Football League for years. The coveted number one pick. To have to the ability to either get more picks or to be able to have the power to have the number one pick is a value in the National Football League. I'm going to have people around here on social media or on our phone line saying that the number one pick, that doesn't matter. When when that change? What was that? Is that has it, that changed? It absolutely matters. You have to do something with it. Of course. But Ryan's going to have so many options. There are going to be calls we can't even imagine he's going to get about his roster. We're not going to redefine the number one pick in the draft or any draft. Being number one at something matters when you are terrible. You earned this spot. You earned it by being pathetic at football, but now it's a new era. What are we doing with it? That's all it is. That's but, it. But, I'm, but just here to the draft, my stance will be I'm not going to let people tell me that the number one pick of the draft does not matter. It does matter. It's so, it's so ridiculous. You, you can define it the way you want. You won't redefine it to me. But being number one and being able to do have the power where everyone's calling you. Hey, you got the number one pick in the draft. Can we talk? Now everyone wants to talk to you about that pick. What are you going to do with it? What can I give you for it? That's how valuable it is in the National Football League. Correct. You can go a number of ways with this. We talked about it. But having it with a new regime, let's go. The Bears finished 3-14, and 14, but did they establish a culture? We'll hear from Matt Eberflus and more of your phone calls on this Bears Monday on Cap and J-Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and J-Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. With the eighth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select... Roquan Smith. Well, I like that pick. It wasn't a bad pick after all. Just traded it. But I like that pick. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. He's a hell of a football player. That was not a bad pick. Kevin White, bad pick. Mm-hmm. Trade up for Mitch has turned out to be bad decision. Leonard Floyd. I watched Leonard Floyd play a lot yesterday. He's a much better player there than he was here. Mm-hmm. But the trade up from 11 to 9 did not work out here for whatever reason. Story that we found out over the weekend that Liam Hendricks of the Chicago White Sox is diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. We'll keep our eyes on that story. The Bulls, the resurgent Bulls, will take on Boston um, later on tonight at 6.30 uh, at Boston Garden. And, of course, the Bears have the number one overall pick in the draft. We're talking about it here on Cap and J-Hood. We mentioned Quay Walker and what went down with the Packers. Just one aside for you. We'll go back to the phones. There was an altercation, apparently, between verbal, not physical, between the Lions coaching staff and the Packers last night. After the game, Lions coaches have got into the visitors' elevators, and one of their guys shouted, can't be losing to that team three times. A coach from the Packers' elevator right next to him replied, real classy. Lions coach said, yeah, your quarterback said it. And the elevator door closed. That's Take exactly that. Right. <laughs> is there, a, is there an NFL coach you would less like to fight than Dan Campbell? To be in an altercation with. Well, I think that's number one. That's the guy that He's you don't want to be. leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, I think that's number one. You look around the National Football League, it's him and Tomlin, one, two. 
Yeah, that's another good one. Who, who else is there that's like a, oh, Mike Vrabel. I don't want to fight Mike Vrabel either. Mike Vrabel's there. I think McCarthy will give you a tussle. Of course, he'll quit like his team at the he's, end. He's of the out fight. of shape, though. He's not like not Dan that. Campbell, man, looks like he's in the gym with the guys. Yeah, see, this is, this is spoken from a guy that has ever been in a fight. Now, 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 again, McCarthy, you see, oh, he's out of shape. He can't, if he leans on you, it's over. So the idea that, well, he, he'll run out of gas. You think so? Why don't you fight me and see how that's going to go for you? You and your platoon and your lunch and all that nonsense, yeah, it wouldn't matter. So, I mean. I'm a uh, lover, man. Yeah, exactly. I don't fight. Well, especially with me, with me in here, you better be. Fighting's stupid. Yeah. Would you fight Jeff Saturday? That's another one that would be tough. He's like kind of got a lights on, nobody home look about him, but. I feel like he, like in a fight, he could hold his own. He's got those kind eyes. Guarantee he could hold his own. He's cutting eyes. Same thing with Brian the Bull. Right. You got to be a lover, dude. Get the the fighting out of you. That's dumb. Same thing with Ron Rivera. You're going to be 50. Yeah, there's another one. You're going to (laughs) be, what are you, 48, 49? Mm. Yeah, you're better than that. You're not fighting anybody anymore. Move on. You're a lover. Absolutely. I thank you. Thank you for that radio persona. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Oh, of course, of course, of course. As I always, char- as I say, Charlie, don't let the smooth taste fool you. But I like the radio persona of me just being, you know, soft. I like that. I don't let the soft. smooth taste You're fool you. I like that. Yeah, of course. Um, so some thoughts here from Matty Refluse, the head coach for the Bears. Um, a couple of things. Is it disappointing not to end the losing streak, Matt said? Yeah, it's always disappointing, you know, when you when you don't uh, put the W up. But, uh, again, our eyes are forward now. Uh, I thought our guys battled today. I thought they did a really nice job of that. Uh, and, again, they worked hard together. Um, it didn't come out on the end on our side, but uh, that's the way it is. Building foundation. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the one of the main focuses of this year was to build foundational floor to build up. You know, so, and I think we did that. And it's a credit to those those players in that locker room. Uh, they did a really good job, you know, of, you know, we all know what it is, the effort, you know, the intensity, you know, those guys being smart, you know, being, you know, one of the least penalized teams in the league, you know, doing that, you know, taking care of the ball. We didn't do that great. wasn't elite. You know, it was okay. And we got to certainly improve on that. But uh, really my hat's off to those guys in the locker room. Here's the key one, Cap. You ready for this? Here's the Coupe de Gracie. And that is... Were you braced for all of this, this losing? I'm yeah, I, I think I, I think so um, because I don't really look at you know you look at results for sure, but I, you look at also have the, a broader view of what you're getting done, mm-hmm. you know, and what is that? Well, like I said, it's laying foundation, but it's also developing the young core players that we had. You know, that was a big goal for us. You know, the rookie class, you know, obviously we played a bunch of those guys. Um, the second-year players like Justin, uh, Mooney, you know, Cole Komet, those younger type players and developing those players to really build upon that foundational floor. And as we start to add talent and start to add these guys, again, free agency and draft is no different. It's going to be up to the uh, coaches to develop those guys and to fit them into the scheme so we can play winning football. So it's, I mean, his first thoughts where you brace for this yeah i, I think I, I think so uh, so he knew what the bears were trying to accomplish that's why he said that right you believe that i do i totally do i think ryan poles sat him down in the interview process and said i need a guy who's stable who's not going to freak out after losses it's going to get ugly around here a lot of the guys that you watched when you coached for the colts that played the bears they're not going to be here Mm-hmm. So I think, he, did he think he's going to go 3-14? and 14? I can coach him up and we can be better than that. 
Not so much. I don't know what he did here in this first year. I mean, right, you, like, you could say you built a foundation. I don't know what that means when you're just getting your brains kicked in. Kicked in. Okay, I love Mark Potash. He's a good friend. Yeah. I got to take him to task. Oh, God. Potsy, you graded the Bears season in the paper today. Quarterback, B. Okay, that's fair. He had a solid year. Mm-hmm. Running backs, B. Um, yeah, Maybe. Receivers, C minus. Receivers get an F. F. Come on, where's the tough grading? Offensive line, C minus. <laughs> Potsy. 55 sacks, C minus. Defensive line, he gave him an F. Linebackers, C. Eh. Sanborn, okay, I'll give you that. Oh. Morrow, he was fine. Oh. Secondary, B plus. You're 3 and 14. B plus. Special teams, C+. Plus. Huh? He missed five extra points. Yep. He's talking about Gill. Uh, Punter was fine. Yeah. Valus Jones had two fumbles on punts. That's right. Come on, Potsy. C+. Plus. Coaching, Matt Eberflus, B-. minus. That's terrible. He went 3-14. and 14. Potsy, call in. What are you doing with these grades? You want to know how I'd grade them? And I'd love to hear what you say, Hoodie. Yes. Quarterback, I can go B minus. He's still got to prove to me his passing game. I believe in him, mm-hmm. but he's got more to prove there. Running backs, eh. B. B minus. Mm-hmm. Receivers, F. Offensive line, D minus. F. Defensive line, F. F. Linebackers, F. C. C minus. Oh, Jack Sanborn. I forgot. Forgot him. Oh. Secondary. Certainly not getting a B plus from me. F. C plus. Maybe. I think the secondary gets a B plus. I actually would defend him on that one. A B plus on a three and fourteen team. Okay. Yeah, but it's not all their fault. They that was a good unit. We've talked at length about how the Bears secondary. You probably bring them all back next year. That's a unit you build around. Not the, not I, I'm the, not saying they're not bad. I mean, they're not decent. Not in the Cowboy game. Certainly not the Lion game. Right. Are you kidding me? B plus. Nobody gets a B plus at 3 and 14. Special teams, C plus. Mm, sure. With two fumbles, five missed extra points, I'd go C minus. Coaching, Eberflus. F. F. He, he knew what he was getting into. I'm giving him a D. For what? F. I mean. What did he do? Tell, give me one thing that he did besides that hits principle. Give it to me. Lay it out for me. Go ahead. Take your time. <laughs> go ahead. All right, I got to go. <laughs> Where are you going? Right. Like, what did Eberflus do? He's, you're right. F. I gave him a D. It's an F. It's an F. What do you do? Just gets lay it a, out for me. Gets a D plus because at least he... Uh, Showed up. Well, he, he right. made sure to fix the offense on the, on the mini SAT buy. for writing your name on top. <laughs> he changed the offense on the mini buy. That, you get points for that. He did... <laughs> Either you're, you either coach it or you allow and it. And Getsy said, hey, we're going to run just Okay, whatever you guys think. Stop. Come on now, Shay. Where is the hard Norling standard? I told you, D+. Plus. I still think B+, plus is fair for the secondary. Uh, Shay Norling give, doesn't give plus to anybody. I gave him a D. Come on, Detroit. Give it to him. F. I gave him a D. Can't do it. I can't give him an F. What happened to you? You've gotten soft in your old, old age. I'm, more, I'm the most negative person on the show, and I'm the most optimistic about this team. It doesn't make any sense to me. Give that coach an F. Come on, Shay. 
Where's the hard edge you came into the show with? You know who gets it? Well, you haven't asked me about Belichick, so and nor should we because we're not doing radio in Boston. But Cap keeps talking to me in the break about he's defending the coaching hires. You know who gets an F is that guy. <laughs> I didn't defend the coaching hires. He did. Yeah, he gets an F okay, this year. Let's just be clear. I don't think that. I just don't think Eberflus gets an F. He did. I don't think he did great, but he had the team playing hard more often than I, not. I gave and him they a made D. Halftime adjustments, and we saw him make an adjustment on the mini buy. I think he showed us some things. He's cooking with guard. Agreed. So I boy, gave him a D. Well, I tell you, boy, really soft media here in the Midwest. Rick in Orland Park on ESPN 1000. Hello, Rick. Yeah, hello, boys. Good morning and happy number one draft pick day. Thank you, man. You too. Can you believe this, Rick? These jackaloons are giving the head coach a D plus. I gave him a D. A, a, a nice shiny apple for, a, for a three and fourteen. A D. You yeah, should be ashamed of yourself. I would give him a D just based off of the positivity that he's given the city and the guys on a 3-14 season. Uh, he kept them playing hard, so it's something to look forward in the future, and he didn't have much to work with. Yeah, so number, I gave him a D. He sucks. Go ahead. Well, I agree there. Wow. Uh, number two, with Lovey Smith, why would he want to lose that game if he knows he's not a part of the long-term future? I think everybody knew that he was there on a short-term deal, so they got their things together. So, I mean, why would he want to gift on the number one pick if they're eventually going to fire him? And three, uh, in regards to their future picks, I'm not taking any 2024, 2025 picks. Houston got all those picks from Cleveland. I think they got maybe five or six for Deshaun Watson. So I'm going their two number ones, their one number two, their two number threes, and maybe a number four. To go from two to one, one they're not giving you all that. You don't think so? No. No. Absolutely not. But you can ask. To go up one spot, they're not going to give you two number ones, two number twos, a three, on throwing Laramie Tunsil so he can start at left it's not how it goes. The other thing with Houston is you have to put a really effective smoke screen out if you're going to make a deal with them. Because if you're not taking a quarterback, they have no reason to trade with you. None. Like, you really have to get on the phone with Seattle and Indy and get them to, th- like, get Houston to think they're going to come up and take that pick and then take their guy. Otherwise, there's no reason for Houston to do anything with you. Okay, let me just say this to you. They're in the top nine, by my count... Seven of the nine are going to be looking for a quarterback, potentially. The Bears are not. We agree. It's Fields. The Texans are. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray, and they got him locked up for a billion dollars. So they're not. The Colts are. The Seahawks potentially are. The Lions, possibly. The Raiders. The Falcons. The Panthers. That's seven of the nine. Somebody's going to give you a hell of a package to come up. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air as we talk to you about the Bears getting the number one pick in the draft. Also, the Cap and J-Hood cut of the day on Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and J-Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and on the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black will be in for Greeny at 10. Carmen Yurko at 12. It'll be Waddle and Sylvie. Sylvia's back 2 to 6. And it'll be Meller and uh, Tyler in for Black and Abdallah from 6 to 6.30 right into the national championship game as Georgia defeats TCU. You can hear that game right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. 
You you already got your bet down for tonight, pal? I do not. I have nothing on the game tonight. You I will, will, but not right now. Are you still studying? I am. Okay. You don't study no more, pal. Uh, George is going to win the game. Now, I'm Kirk Herbstreet in this regard. Well, I can't tell you because I'm watching the game and my heart is with Georgia, but I would tell you they're going to win. Now, you could do, you'd handle the rest of it on your own. But if you need a money line bet. I'm looking to see if Chris's friend, the Fat Jack, has sent me his pick yet. He's awesome. The Fat Jack is really, really good. Um, I don't think he. Oh, yes, here we go. Go, dogs. The Fat Jack predicted final score. Dogs, 41. Oof. TCU, 26. Best play, over 63. Lean, Georgia minus 13 and a half. Hmm. There you go. Now, I'm Kirk Herbstreet. The Herb- Fat Jack. I'm Kirk Herbstreet. I can't tell you because I can't make a pick on the game. Uh, but I will tell you some tendencies. Georgia has a tendency to win national championships. That's the tendency I can give They've you. They've won one in the last 40 years. And in the Carter administration. Yeah. And two. One. They have a tendency. Didn't they lose to Al- – who'd they lose to? Alabama. Alabama. Uh, that go- was the Tua game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. I've all, I think I've almost forgotten that game. <laughs> the Set. national championship makes me not remember those uh, negative times. Uh, but, hey, for me, keep it in the family, in the SEC family, whoever wins. That's how I rationalize it. Just exactly. It, well, keep, at least the conference one. Yeah, the conference one. <laughs> when, I, when I shake Abdallah's hand, congratulations. Like, oh, it's in the family. That's fine. Like if Max Duggan goes out tonight and just balls, that's, would that shock you? That's likely. Yeah. I've been afraid of him for a few weeks now. He's <laughs> like got all the qualities that you could see in a post-game interview. Quality dude. That's, that is right there the equivalent of someone from Council Bluffs that gives no Fs. Correct. You're playing Georgia, so? <laughs> scared. Kid's a beast. Uh, Deerfield, Zach's out of ESPN 1000. All right, Zachary. How's it going, guys? What's um, up, Zach? So I just said, what's up? Um, so, two scenarios. Uh, I've got, the, do, you, do you think we should draft just Bryce Young as just like a pawn to say, well, should we move? Should we move him, or should we actually evaluate him? So that was like my first scenario. You mean you, you, you said wait, pro, pronouns, pal? Who's him? You talking about Fields? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, Fields and Bryce Young. So you're so saying Bryce have Young, both we, of them? No, because then you're painted into a corner. You're not going to keep both. Yeah. No, absolutely. I thought that. I thought that was the first scenario. Is that might be a little bit of a waste of time. Um, but my second thing is, do we take the Eagles approach and go out and get a, a like a premier wide receiver, like an AJ Brown? So not him particularly. I was thinking more along the lines of like a DK Metcalf or a Devontae Adams because Metcalf is a, I mean, it's a worldwide talent and wouldn't want to waste a guy like that. And Devontae Adams, I mean, Derek Carr's buddy being out the door soon. He's already um, come out two- and said that he is interested in staying in Vegas. That he wanted to play there. Yes, he's sad about his buddy, but he came out last week and said, I don't want to leave here. That's A. B, Seattle is in the playoffs. They just signed DK Metcalf to a monster extension. Correct. They're not trading him. Why would they do that? Right. You know what it is, is everybody saw the Titans go nuts and not value A.J. Brown. Their general manager got canned. For that, because A.J. Brown's tap dancing in their end zone. So you have to hope a team is stupid enough 
to do that. It takes two to tango, and everybody's like, well, you got the number one pick. You can throw this out and fetch something. But you need a team to also be really stupid and take your bait. Now time for the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day brought to you by... Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's my favorite restaurant in town. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! So that, they have nine away games, eight home games next year. Huh, seven and ten. <laughs> I mean, depending <laughs> upon what they do with this roster, I... I Oh, I don't think that, I mean, that should be the floor, right, for next year? <laughs> the absolute floor? Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Meatball Bears fan. Bop, 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 bop. By the way, try the burger. If you want a good lunch, try the burger at Chicago Cut. It's incredibly good. How about the meatball? <laughs> the meatball? Yes, the meatball. That's me. All right, this is, I saw this get us. You're a very lucid, well thought out reason man, except for tonight. You will be out of your mind. I tried to get a hold of you to give you amazing news. My guy's the sportscaster of the year for the pitch and hiccup. Wouldn't take the call during the semifinal. I'm like, it's important. Nope. My health at that point was more important than your call. If you didn't know why I was calling, need a call. Nope, porcelain god was more important in that spot. Yeah, you were hurt. Bad lobster and Peoria. Yeah. Didn't go well. <laughs> that didn't go good for me. Lobster and Peoria don't go well together. <laughs> we thank you for listening and being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. This beer is Monday. Chris Black is coming up next for Cap. And it's Jay Hood. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Johnny. We'll see you tomorrow at 7. So long, everybody. Take that. Run to Chicago.